Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 56. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, a common theme you hear at Entrepreneur on Fire is listen to your audience. Well, I've been listening, and I am excited to announce the launch of podplatform.com. We have received an incredible amount of feedback from entrepreneurs who want to start their own podcast, but have no idea where to begin. With podcasting, recording your audio is as easy as clicking a red button, but the tough part is what comes after. Think of Pod Platform as a turnkey solution to podcasting. You simply record your audio, send my team your MP3, and we do the rest. It's that simple. Entrepreneur on Fire is generating 100,000 downloads a month in over 100 countries. Think of what that could do for you in your business. Go to www.podplatform.com to find out more. Okay, let's get started. I am simply exhilarated to introduce my guest today, Marcus Sheridan. Marcus, are you prepared to ignite? Fully prepared, sir. Ah, love it. Marcus is an author, public speaker, and online marketing consultant. He is the author of three self-help books, co-owner of one of the largest in-ground fiberglass swimming pool companies on the East Coast, professional blogger, and founder of The Sales Lion. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Marcus, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then take another minute to tell us about your business or businesses. Well, John, it's a pleasure to be here with your listeners. I love what you're doing. I love the uh, passion and energy that you bring it with, man. And Thanks. you know, my my uh, story is is one of when I when shortly after I had um, graduated from college, I didn't really know anything about business. By the way, I didn't like my job very much, and I moved to the town where I was where I had grown up, and I was thinking it was going to be temporary for me and my wife. And uh, two friends had opened up this swimming pool store, uh, very rink-dink, man, rural Virginia, right? So they said, hey, do you want to run this place? Because we're working out in the field and we need somebody to run it. And you could do that until you find something else. And I said, yeah, sure. So to make a long story short, that was about 11 years ago. And I stayed on and I became the third partner in the business. And things went okay. I mean, we were growing all right. But then in 2008, as everybody pretty much knows, the stock market collapsed, and with it, the uh, value of homes fell drastically. And at that point in time, people couldn't afford luxury items, and a whole slew of people could not afford to buy in-ground swimming pools. And that's what we did. That's what we do, in-ground fiberglass swimming pools. And so we were in trouble. And by the beginning of 2009, my bank account was overdrawn for three straight weeks. Um, I had 16 employees, and I thought they were going to have to uh, – repossess my home and the homes of my business partners and it was a sad like stressful time in my life and but it was also during that time because you know there's there's always it's funny how life works it's it's usually in those moments of, of pain that we really figure out who we are and we're, we're forced to go beyond our, our normal self at that point in time I was forced to go beyond how we had always done business and I started studying the principles of online marketing and, uh, you know, reading words like social media marketing, inbound marketing, content marketing, all these things. To me, after I kept reading each one, the theme that kept coming to mind was this. Okay, so what you're telling me here is that if I'm a great educator, 
And if I take the time to think like a consumer, talk like a consumer, and answer all their questions on my website, I'm going to get blessed with traffic, which will eventually turn into more leads, which will eventually turn into more sales. That's just the way that I saw it. And so I said, I got to be a great teacher. And so what we did is we brainstormed every question that we had ever received from clients over that previous decade. And uh, we wrote them all down. And then we answered each one. And we turned each question into the title of a blog post. And we answered them all very honestly. And we didn't hide our head in the sand. We did not dismiss any consumer question. At the time, our website was 20 pages. Uh, today, it's 850 pages. And today, it's the most trafficked swimming pool website in the world. And we we're able to grow our business in a time when the economy was in total chaos. And I started talking about what I was doing on my, uh, with my swimming pool company and on the website and uh, writing about that on a separate blog that I started uh, in November of 2009 once I started seeing some action. And I called it the Sales Lion. And uh, since that time, the sales line has grown and I've become a voice in the content marketing realm. And I just love talking about how we as great teachers and communicators can impact our business, build our brand and dominate our niche. And it's a principle-based thing where it doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter what your business is. It doesn't matter if you're B2B, B2C, big, large, uh, local, national, it really doesn't matter. The principle of great teaching and communication is always the same. And if we do it online, we can do amazing things. It's changed my life. And now I'm blessed to just go around and to speak to companies about it and give workshops and speak at conferences. And I absolutely love what I do. I still have the pool company, John, but my two business partners run it while I just kind of, you know, just go around North America or whatever and, and talk to companies. And it's a great life. Man, that's powerful. And Marcus, Entrepreneur on Fire is about the journey, and you are such a storyteller. I just can't wait to continue to dive more into your journey. But before we do, let's start off the show how we start every show off, and that's with the success quote, because we like to get the motivational ball rolling. You've already done that for me, and I know for most of the listeners. But let's hammer that home now. What do you have for us? You know, one I don't think many of your listeners have probably heard before, but to me, it's um, it's something I remind myself of often, and that is no success outside of the home can make up for failure within the walls of your home. And I tell you that because I have uh, four kids, 12, 8, 5, and 2 years old, and I have a wife, and no matter what happens with my career, if I fail within those main walls of my home, none of that other stuff really matters. And it helps, keeps, uh, helps me keep a perspective about really what I am and about life and about what's important. And I find that as if I always remember that and maintain a balance, I'm way happier and more productive in my professional life than if I just was completely engulfed in it and lost that balance that's so critical for success. Marcus, you've given us an incredible four-minute synopsis of your entrepreneurial career, of your journey, but we're going to transition now into a more ground-level situation here. We're going to go to failure, and that is something that entrepreneurs face every single day. It's what defines us as people. It's what defines us as entrepreneurs. Take us back to a point in your journey when you failed, when you came against an obstacle or a challenge that you had to overcome, and then share with us how you overcame that specific obstacle. 
Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, the whole reason why after meeting with so many, quote, consultants as, as a pool guy and having them tell us that we had to call it a day and, and file for bankruptcy, to going through that process, and man, that's scary when you know you're going to lose your home. That's really, really scary. Um, but, but the thing about it is we didn't have a plan B, John. I just, it's like, okay, so you're telling me I can file bankruptcy, but I lose my home. So what have I really accomplished? I haven't done anything. And because we didn't have a, a plan B, our only answer was to fight harder and smarter with what we were doing, which is exactly what we did. You know, I was not a tacky guy. I was not a computer guy. I literally had to will myself. I was not a writer. People read my stuff. And they say, man, you're just really gifted with this whole writing, speaking thing. Like, you have no idea. People, it's like, you know, once we get good at something, all this, we're all naturals, right? I mean, we were born <laughs> that way once we get good at, good at it. But before that, you know, it was not a talent. We just sucked. I don't, you know, we, we limit ourselves so much, especially some, some of the, um, you know, for me, I see so many of the uh, 40 and up generation that are business owners that are so afraid of technology and they're losing their business and they're becoming a modern day Kmart simply because they say, I'm just not good at that. And, you know, for a long time, I tried to learn uh, coding and HTML and it just didn't happen for me. And I'm still not a programmer, but eventually I learned how to embrace technology and use it. And, you know, I stunk at writing at first and I got good. I stunk at blog articles at first and I got good. I stunk SEO and I got good. I stunk at understanding analytics. I stunk at understanding email marketing. I stunk at a whole bunch of these other things that we hear so much about. And arguably, I still stink at Twitter, and I probably stink at Facebook for business. <laughs> but notwithstanding, I'm still going at them. I'm not just throwing up my hands. And I think that's all that really matters. To me, you know, it sounds cliche, but it is in the journey because my goal is is – it doesn't have a point. The goal for me is progress. That's all I really care about. Progress on a personal level, on a spiritual level, emotional, financial, mental, whatever it might be. I just want progress. I don't, I'm not, I don't have like these grand goals, like be a millionaire. Like, okay, so once I'm a millionaire, what's that mean? I'm going to make another goal. So why am I going to set that other goal? It doesn't make any sense to me. So I just want to continually make progress in my life, which is what's happened to me. And it's happened at an accelerated pace drastically over this, I would say, these last six to 12 months. Now things are really starting to fly. Marcus, pick out one thing that you really stunk at and that now you're considered an expert at and take us through the process of how you went from stinking to being where you're at now. I would say the biggest one is I definitively was not a very good writer. My dad told me one time, uh, I think it was about three years ago, maybe two, when I just started this. He said, you know, you're pretty good at speaking, but uh, man, you're not – I think you got your writing skills from me. And he's a really bad writer. And so he was basically telling me, dude, you kind of suck at writing. <laughs> and um, you know, I was thinking, well, I appreciate your honesty. But it didn't really bother me because in every industry, I don't care what it is – there aren't enough teachers, and some people allow that 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 quest for perfection to to stop the launch. 
The problem is none of the stuff that we do with social media is freaking NASA. We are not flying space shuttles. Thus, we do not have to check, recheck, triple check, and make sure we have six months of training to do what we do. I mean, literally, we just need to launch and learn as we go. That's how it was for me with riding. I think of it like this, John. When I started riding, I wasn't very good. And so on Riverpool's my swimming pool website, I've probably written at least a few hundred blogs, right? And so if you do the math there, that's, you know, a couple hundred thousand words. And on the sales line, now I have uh, about 300 posts, average of about a thousand words per post. So that's about 300,000 words. So let's say over this time period, over the last three years, I've probably written somewhere in the five to 600,000 word range. And then if you do that, if you look at it like that, it's okay. So the average um, average book these days is around 60, 70,000 words. Okay, if your name's Seth Godin, maybe 25,000. But let's say it's 60,000 words. It's almost like I've written somewhere around six books during this time period. And you can't do that without getting better. And I'm, and I'm still not where I want to be. But I am a lot better. But I never really cared the fact that I sucked at writing. I just cared about the fact that I wanted to make progress. I wanted to generate traffic leads and sales to my business. I wanted to teach people. And oh, in that process, I knew eventually I would be good at writing. You know, nobody has ever told me. No single client has ever told me, hey, dude, you know, you really suck at writing. But I did business with you anyway. Nobody has ever said that to me before. And, you know, Google... The search engines, they don't, they don't sit there and judge you either about the writing. It's, it's, we focus so much on perfect. And I tell you what, John, now that I am a client, now I have a lot of clients that are multi-million dollar companies with content marketing. And they're initiating and launching a blog and a content marketing program. The number one problem is they all think they gotta be friggin' NASA, dude. Same thing. They and it just kills them. So it's the ones that are willing to be utterly imperfect, whether it's a solopreneur or an, or a, a multiple employee company or a really large company, the ones that are willing just to put it out there and improve as they go, man, they're the ones that are doing it online. They're the ones that are crushing it, and everybody else is sitting there like tinkering with perfection, and they just continue to stink up the joint. So that was me. Sorry it's a long-winded answer, but my writing is way better today than it was three years ago, drastically better. Now, does that have something to do with Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours tipping point where you're just continuously writing and writing, so you're just naturally progressing? Yeah, I mean, I think you can't help but to do it. And it, you know, it, it affects everything. It affects everything. I'm constantly thinking about this stuff because I'm constantly writing about this stuff and I'm constantly speaking about this stuff. And each one affects the other one. You know, you, it's impossible for you to, to, um, to write off and then not be good and not prove in terms of your ability to talk, to verbalize about that. So like, for example, someone calls me up right now and says, Hey, Marcus, could you give, could you give a, a conference tomorrow and speak for about, speak for about four hours, everything you can about blogging, content marketing, et cetera. I'd be like, yeah, sure. And I wouldn't literally, if I didn't want to, John, I wouldn't have to take a note on stage. I could talk for four hours without practically blinking, not because I'm an intelligently, not because I'm an incredibly intelligent guy. It's only because this stuff is etched in my soul at this point because I've written and talked so much about it in some way, shape, or form. So yeah, I think there's a 10,000 hour rule, but I never really got into that 10,000 because Malcolm made a big deal out about like 10,000. And I'm thinking to myself, I just want an hour at a time. 
I just want to get better and better and better. I mean, again, it goes back to me. I don't have this grand goal. I just want to continue to make progress. So Marcus, let's use that and move to the other end of the spectrum. You've shared with us a failure or a challenge or obstacles that you're encountering as an entrepreneur, but we also have these other moments, which are these aha moments, these little light bulbs that go off, and you're having them every single day on certain levels. They're inspiring you, they're pushing you forward, they're having you pivot in different directions. But can you take us back to some point in your journey when you had a big light bulb just go off and then share with us how you turned that light bulb moment into success? I have a few for you, John. Let me tell you about a couple of them, and I really appreciate that question. Um, you know, in every industry, I, I, I know I'm beating a horse here, but it's important. Every industry lacks great teachers. And if you look at the search engines in Google, they reward the teacher. They reward the person that's willing to address the, the questions that consumers have, the searchers of the world. Let me give an example of what I'm talking about. Three years ago, Nobody in the world, if you can believe this, out of the thousands and thousands of swimming pool companies had ever addressed the question on their website as to how much an in-ground pool, or in my case, a fiberglass swimming pool costs. Of course, why is that, John? Well, the reason why that is is because they're afraid, right? They're afraid that their competitors are going to see their pricing. They're afraid that they're going to scare people off. They want to control the conversation, blah, freaking blah. Same old, same old. Song. <laughs> well, we, we allow fear to kill great marketing every day. Fear is a is a success killer when it comes to marketing. That's why if, if you ever come up with a marketing idea and then you have, but what if this and this happens? What if this bomb blows up in our face? You know you're on the wrong track and you need to do exactly what it was that you thought you needed to do. And so three years ago when I started this process, I came up with a golden rule of marketing. And believe it or not, this is just my golden rule. I think it's the golden rule of content marketing. Of, of digital marketing, and it's the title of my first first uh, hardback hardback book in the marketing room, and it's called They Ask, You Answer. That is the golden rule of marketing today. So if somebody has asked you the question, you need to answer it on your website. If you haven't answered it, you're ignoring the question, and you're going to pay the consequences for that because we are impatient consumers. If we cannot find the answer we're looking for on your website, we're gone. I'm gone. You're gone. In fact, every single person that's listening to this podcast right now is more impatient than we've ever been online when we search for stuff. And so for me, the first question I answered three years ago was how much does a fiberglass pool cost? That was the title of, of the article. And within 48 hours, it was number one on Google for over 100 cost-related phrases when it comes to fiberglass pools. Because I can track, John – the number of leads, people that fill out a form, that initially landed on that article from some type of uh, Google or whatever search engine search, I have been able to track the number of leads and sales that have come from that one article at a minimum, at a minimum, not uh, not the people that have called me on my phone, just the ones that have filled out a form and be, eventually become a customer. That one article has made me $1.2 million in sales. Wow. All because I did not hide my head in the sand and say, oh gosh, I can't let my competitors know that, uh, that what my prices are, which by the way, <laughs> my competitors already know my prices and I know their prices. There is no secrets out there. We got to stop thinking we have secret sauce when in reality, it's nothing but Thousand Island dressing. Everybody has it. Everybody knows what it is. There is really literally nothing special about what we do in our industry. You can't say, well, we have really special employees. 
have really special methodologies. Just show what it is that you do, and if you do that, you'll be blessed for the transparency. You'll get more traffic leads and sales from search engines, and consumers will say, huh, this guy is actually thinking like me and is willing to address my questions. That's one light bulb moment. Let me tell you another light bulb moment. So at the beginning of 2011, I was looking at everybody that had filled out a form on my swimming pool website and had not bought a pool. And then I looked at everybody that had filled out a form and bought a swimming pool. So I was comparing people that filled out a form, no action, versus people that filled out a form, eventually became a customer. And I was, as I was comparing their analytics, John, some number just jumped right out at me. And that number was 30. In other words, if the lead viewed 30 pages of my website before – before I went on the sales appointment, they would close 80% of the time. If they did not view 30 pages of the website, the closing rates were incredibly bad. It was an obvious correlation. And as soon as I saw that, I said, my goodness, all I got to do is get these people to read 30 pages of my website before I get into their home. So that was almost – that was about two years ago when I did that. You see, John, three years ago – I thought that the most somebody would research about swimming pools or any subject for that matter was maybe 10, 15 pages of the website. John, do you know the average customer this year for my swimming pool company has read, I'm not lying here, no exaggeration, 105 pages of the site. Wow. If I had – if Everybody, like if we could actually see everybody who's listening to this podcast right now and we ask them in their individual industry, how many pages of your website do you think somebody would be willing to read to research what it is, you know, their service or product that you sell? Most people would say, huh, five, maybe 10. And you know why they say that, John? It's because they're thinking like a business owner or a marketer and they're not thinking like a consumer, and which is the curse of knowledge and it's killing us, man. And the moment we let go of that, and we start just becoming great teachers and we start putting content on our on our stuff, especially our website, we realize, oh my gosh, you know, I've had people and lots of people, not a few amount. I've had many, many customers read over 300 pages of my website. I've had multiple read over 500 pages of my website. And I can track everything now because of, of the beefy analytics that we use. So again, I know these for certain, John. I know them for a positive fact. And so the thing about it is, we – I use content. I, f I feel strongly. Content's the greatest sales tool in the world. Just like, John, if you call me up and you said you're some business, you said, Marcus, uh, I think I might want to – I've got some questions about content marketing. I think I might want to use your services. I'm going to say, that's great, John. But before you do that, I know you want to be educated and I know you want to be informed. I'm going to get you to read my ebook first. This is going to answer all your basic questions, and if you get through that – then I know that we're probably going to be a good fit and you will be very well versed in terms of everything that I think and feel about content marketing. Now that ebook, John, is 250 pages. It's on the sales line. Thousands and thousands of people have read it. But you, you know, I get lots of leads on the sales line. Lots of them would be time suckers if I allowed them to be such because they're looking to just free ride and get free information, which I give tons of on the blog. Well, instead of me spending all my time answering questions day in and day out, a very large percentage of the potential leads that come in. I say you need to read my ebook first. Now, only a certain percentage of them get through the ebook and read it. They didn't finish it because every single time they weren't that serious, John. But the ones that finish it, do you think they get additional quotes? 
do you think they get three other, you know, three other quotes from three other consulting firms? No, they just want to use me because by that point they're completely in the stuff that I'm teaching and preaching in my doctrine as a content marketer, as a thought leader in any single industry when it comes to digital marketing. And see, that's why I think content is the greatest sales tool in the world. It is a great filter. It can teach 100 people at one time all around the world while I'm sitting here on a podcast right now talking to you and everybody who's on my site right now is being sold. They're moving down that sales funnel and I think content is still, despite the fact that all we've said online with social and content, all this stuff, I think it's still the most underutilized sales tool out there, and I believe in it so strongly because it has changed my life. And I know, again, that was a really long answer to your question, but uh, those were some of the light bulb moments, brother. Love it. Love it, Marcus. And as entrepreneurs, all we have is time. And you are just a great example of someone who's learned how to leverage his time and not just trade time for dollars, but instead you're making people go through a funnel. And if they qualify in your mind, then they're worth actually taking the next step with. Because like you said, so many people are just out there fishing, not even really looking to catch anything. So I mean, you can't waste your time as an entrepreneur on these people because that's all we have is time. You're right. You're, you're, you're right. And, and there's a quote that I always like to say, and that is the rights of a content marketer are greater than he who produces no content. I love that. It's like when Mr. Miyagi had Danielson wax the car and paint the fence. Danielson was doing that. He didn't really understand why, but he needed to be done. Mr. Miyagi, in this in this case, he was he was offering the service, which is training. Right? Danielson was the customer. Daniel comes to him and says, "I want you to train me." Miyagi says, sure, I'll train you, but first I need you to do these things. Now, if Daniel doesn't do those things, what does Miyagi know? He ain't a good customer. He ain't a good fit for me in the way that I roll. And so it's the same thing with content. If we use our content for that wax on, wax off methodology, we can know right away this is going to be a great client. This is not going to be a very good client. This is not going to be a very good customer. And again, what I'm talking about here, John, doesn't it ain't about swimming pools. It's not about marketing. This is applicable to every – I don't care if you sell popsicle sticks. This is applicable to you, but we've got to build value. We've got to be great teachers, and then we have to use those teachings to help our potential customers progress and, like you said, move down the funnel. And speaking of Karate Kid and speaking of aha moments, anybody who's seen that movie knows exactly – when Danielson had his aha moment. That's exactly right. Because all of a sudden Miyagi throws a punch, Daniel throws a block, and he's like, holy crap, this stuff really worked. Now oh, I love it. I did it. And then as soon as somebody reads your content, they might be like, why is he making me read all this? You know, and, and like for the swimming pool industry, we tell people, and I don't go on the sales calls anymore, but our salespeople say, now listen, I'm giving you this ebook to read before I get out there. And if you don't have the time to read it before I get there, we're just going to reschedule our appointment. And you don't hear that in the pool industry. But, but the people then know, oh, this guy's serious. He wants me to be well informed. I spent for 10 years, John, I was going to kitchen tables and I was answering elementary, uh, I was, I was answering questions that should never have been asked. And people sometimes say, Gosh, all my internet leads stink. No, they don't. Internet leads 
are as good or as crappy as the content that brought them in the funnel. If your content is great, the chances that your leads are going to be very strong is the same. If your content stinks and you have five pages to your website, you don't really teach anything and answer any questions, there's a good chance you're going to get a ton of tire kickers that are not, not very good. hope that makes sense, but it's very, very critical because, because we change the way that we sell. And because I've changed the way I sell my business, I'm able to be home with my family more. I'm able to be with my four children a lot more. I'm able to have more freedom in my life that I didn't have before, and I have much better clients. I don't have as nearly as many headache clients as I used to, and that's because I was going about it the wrong way. Marcus, you have so much passion. What's one thing that's really exciting you about your business or what you're doing in the business world right now? You know, what excites me, John, is working in industries where people say, ah, this whole content blogging thing, it doesn't work in this industry. I love that, man. I love hearing that. I've actually specifically targeted industries to work with so I can produce case studies so I can talk about them and prove people wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and man, give, I'll give you one example. I'm working right now with a company that does government contracting. Anybody that doesn't know anything about government contracting or anybody that knows anything about it will tell you that most people don't think it's an internet-driven business, and it is um, one of the more technical and boring industries created by the hand of man. Notwithstanding, notwithstanding, there are questions that need to be answered in that industry, and I'm teaching one particular company to do it. It's a pretty big company, and, they, and we have about uh, 40 people that are producing content and blogging on the team. Uh, they're becoming thought leaders in their field, John, because of it. And we're going to prove everybody wrong in that industry we already are. And, you know, just like it happened in the swimming pool industry and just like it will happen to anybody that's open to the idea that if they are but willing to be a great teacher and communicator in their field, they're going to eventually become a thought leader. And uh, just the potential business that, that can come from that is astounding. Man, that is exciting, Marcus. And what's also exciting is that we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning round. This is where I ask you a series of questions and you come back with fast, direct lightning answers. Does that sound like a plan? Man, fast and direct. I can do the direct fast. I'm going to do it this time because I know that's, that's the style here, brother. So let's rock it out. <laughs> I love it. What was holding you back, Marcus, from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear and ignorance. What is the best business advice you've ever received? The more successful you become, the more important it is that you learn how to say no instead of always saying yes. What is something that's working for you or your business right now? Content marketing is working, but we're pushing the content to places nobody has ever gone before, specifically with versus related posts. If you sell products, Compare them. Compare your products with competitors. Compare, compare, compare all the time. Products, services, compare lots on your website. Love it. And speaking of content marketing and just the internet in general, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with Fire Nation? Well, I have talked a few times about the analytics that I use and how I know as much as I know about my leads that come into the system. And I use HubSpot, which is a company that's not very far from you there, John, a little bit south of Maine and Boston. 
And uh, I think they're amazing what they're doing. And uh, HubSpot and their teachings and inbound marketing in general, as they call it, uh, is really the catalyst that changed my life uh, when we were in the pits back in 2009. So besides your ebook, which I can't wait to read, what business or entrepreneurial book would you recommend for Fire Nation? You know, if you have not, um, let me just give you a couple. Everything starts and stops with how to win friends and influence people. Dale Carnegie. Which is, yeah, it's it's easily the greatest business business and personal relations book ever written, in my opinion. Uh, as far as uh, a very modern, modern book um, in the content field, in, in this web education field, the book Content Rules by C.C. Chapman and Ann Hanley is also, I think, pretty exceptional. Awesome. Marcus, this is the last question. It's also my favorite, but it's tricky. So take your time, digest it, and then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew nobody. You still have all the experience and knowledge that you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What do you do in the next seven days? I would probably start on LinkedIn, believe it or not. Uh, and that's because I would need to make money immediately. I need to make more than $500. And so I'm going to start to make real connections on LinkedIn and give value. I'm going to go to companies. I'm going to analyze their stuff, analyze their sites, and start giving them real feedback. I'm not going to wait for the leads to come to me. I'm going to go at them aggressively. Um, that's the first place that I'm going to go. And in the meantime, I'm going to start producing content so I can use to show people that I'm a thought leader in my field. And I'm going to miss my kids to death, man. That's, that's a sad scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, that was great actionable advice. LinkedIn is totally underutilized by a lot of people. And you've given us great actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give us one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. John, it's been really, it's been a pleasure talking to you, talking to your uh, nation, man. I like that. <laughs> One piece of advice uh, that I might give is, you know, we read so much about what we should be doing. It can get intimidating. Uh, we need to be on Twitter. We need to be on Facebook. We need to be on LinkedIn. We need to have a blog. We need to be doing video. We need to be doing all that other social media stuff, and we need to be awesome at all of it. I'm a huge believer in the concept of um, we, we, we simply cannot be a jack of all social media trades because we'll end up being a master of none. I think that we need to try at first to be a master of one. That means that you're the best in your industry at Facebook or LinkedIn or blogging or video then be that person first. Establish your foundation that way. And as you do that, you'll have the ability to grow out. And it won't be as cumbersome, as stressful, and you'll be much more effective. As far as finding me and, and uh, my stuff, uh, I'd love for you, uh, if you're listening to this, to stop by my site sometimes. It's called The Sales Lion, L-I-O-N. And uh, it's got a great community. You'll see that it's a very active blog. And I'm very frank and concise in the way that I communicate, and sometimes I'm contrarian. Um, the ebook on there 
that I mentioned earlier, Inbound and Content Marketing Made Easy. It's been downloaded now almost 10,000 times over the last year, and uh, it's changing lives in businesses all over the world. So check it out. It's Inbound and Content Marketing Made Easy. And you can find me on Twitter at The Sales Lion. Marcus, we're going to link all this up in the show notes. Thank you so much for your generous time, information that you're sharing. It's all been so valuable. Fire Nation, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Fire Nation, thank you so much for joining us today. Are you interested in learning five ways to make $500 this month? How about five productivity tips that will help you today? Well, that and more is my free gift to you when you go to eofire.com and subscribe to Fire Nation. Lastly, for that entrepreneur ready to take it to the next level, visit ignitemastermind.com, join our elite mastermind community, and watch your business or business idea explode. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.